episode 279, how Peter, a top Amazon seller, seven-figure seller based in Shanghai, scaled and grown his business, leveraging service providers and various services. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight-up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you, everyone, for choosing to download and listen to this show. Get an interesting feedback on last uh, America Hate show, but that's what we're trying to do here. Trying to do things differently and give different perspectives and get some people riled up and interested and talking. Maybe we'll get our cash rebate on this whole trade war stuff. Um, probably going to be in Bloomberg soon. Been talking to them, I think I mentioned in some of the shows. Might have some pretty interesting articles of uh, my perspective and try to represent the people I talk to on this show and in the audience. So, just keeping things real. Putting them out as they are. Been back here in Chiang Mai a little bit, catching up on a rest. There's been a lot of stuff going on. We have an amazing guest today, Peter Chong. He's a seven-figure seller based in Shanghai, China. Regular listener to the show and supporter. Came out to the Cross-Border Summit, has been supporting there and in a lot of other events in the community. And connecting with so many different people. He's an amazing, amazing person to know and become a friend of mine and got a, quite a lot of time spending together at the various things happening at the trade shows season. So I'm really happy he um, he was able to come on the show. We actually recorded in person at the Global Sources Summit in Hong Kong, kind of the last leg of this insane uh, few weeks down in South China. And again, he was... Uh, very supportive of the events and came out to the, the cross border summit and everything and I really do appreciate it. It was it was um, a great time and I'm glad we got to record in person. I tried to do th- some of these shows in person. Some of course are on Skype or Zoom or online or you know all these different ways of recording online. Some of these even by telephone, like with my uncle Gary, which people like that show. But today we thought Peter would just kind of share. He has no staff, no VAs, and he's a seven-figure seller. Uh, but he does leverage a lot of these services, and he gives shout-outs and mentions some that he uses. Uh, you know, no affiliation there, and just kind of giving us all some insights of maybe what services you could look at, what kind of options you have, and how you can grow your own business. So without further ado, let's get Peter onto the show. Do you want to join some other business leaders in the cross-border community? We're doing a New Year's retreat in Thailand right here in Chiang Mai, January 3rd, 4th, 5th, a three-day weekend, mastermind roundtables. I'll be sharing some of my insights of how I manage my online team and other tools that I've been sharing on various member calls you can check it out and learn more it's a very reasonable deal especially if you're a gfa vip member check it out at www.globalfromasia.com retreat all right so we're here in hong kong at the global sources summit and it's been an intense couple of weeks and i've been spending a lot of time with peter chong he's a seven-figure amazon seller based in shanghai what what's your what's your background, Peter? Hey Mike, thanks for having me on the show. Before we get into that, I wanted to congratulate you on your successful event in Guangzhou last last week. Really enjoyed it. Thanks so Meeting much. Meeting people and um, great content from all the speakers. Awesome. Yeah, I'm still. I think you saw it. Still taking some medicine. Just exhausting. Yeah, it was pretty intense. It was, it was great. It feels great after the after part. You know, all the new friends and connections. Yeah, it's awesome. Definitely, really good. 
Great. So yeah, I mean, we've we've chatted uh, we've chatted before, and yes. you've came to the previous summit and everything. I appreciate that, and um, we've gotten to know each other a little bit more the last yep. week or two. Yep. Um, so you're based in Shanghai. That's you're, right. You're. Uh, I heard actually, Chris Davy told me you even have some Mongolian business. Yeah, totally unrelated to e-commerce, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's from my old work that I used to do, and I'm still I'm still doing that a bit, but. Um, yeah, I want to focus more on e-commerce and sort of get out of that. Okay, yeah, yeah e-commerce is where it's at and you've been growing over the past, well, how many years you've been selling? Um, yeah, f first started at the end of 2017. Okay. So that's only been two years, but compared to a normal business, it's like doing four or five years in any other business, so it's been really intense. It's true, it's true, so um, that's pretty fast. So today we're going to talk about utilize, making money utilizing all these service providers. Right. They're of course at our, a lot of our conferences, they're yes. in our, the content online, and all, all different places, and I think you as a seller utilizing these different services, that's we right. could uh, get some insights for listeners about how you are working with them and the, and the different ways to make the most of these um, these relationships, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, just to let everyone know, I'll be mentioning some uh, of the service companies that I work with, and I don't have any affiliate links or anything, so it's just purely what I think of them, and uh, I don't get anything out of mentioning them. Cool, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really, really uh, great. I mean, same here, we just try to build a community, help each other, yep. um, and share share knowledge. Um, yeah. Maybe I can speak a bit about um, my background and yeah. where I want to go, and yeah, that will help I'd love to influence hear that myself too. the decisions of why I pick certain service companies or not. Okay, great. So, um, in the recent years, in the business I've been doing, I've been managing a lot of people, and uh, that's been a large part of my work, which is which is okay, but I wanted to have a break from that now. So basically, um, in the business, I don't have any VAs, I don't have any employees, it's just myself. A lot of the uh, services, as we'll be talking about now, I do pay people to do things for me. But um, it's a little bit unusual, I think, anyone who's doing seven figures to have no VAs it's true, or anything, it's true. but it's just how I want to do it for now. Maybe later I, I, I can try to get some more people on board. But um, so far, just working with these companies has been, has been sufficient and um, I'm enjoying it, so it's good. That's good to know. Just the background. I mean, I think maybe 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 it's a good point to even bring up. Um, you still don't have even VAs or, or staff, but bef how long were you working on this uh, before you even had a service provider? Um, well, I think just even from the beginning, I I was already using a service. I used a sourcing agent. Okay. So right from the very that's the first step right for from everyone. The beginning. Yeah. Okay. So I, I had someone initially. Okay. But if, if we take it back a step, I think um, people will pay someone else to do a service for two main reasons. One is to save time and the other is they can get something from that company um, where they don't have the skill or the ability to get a certain level of, of, of a result that they want. Okay. So um, yeah, for, for, for me it's basically deciding one one or the other but it's mainly the skill of, of the item that that I need done that, that I feel that I'm not good enough so I get someone else okay which is yeah. good I mean you're you know you have this being humble right that's realizing what you're good at what you're not good at you're not yep. trying to do everything yourself exactly um, I skipped yep. a question but you even use a sourcing agent but you're based in Shanghai so yes. I think that's even interesting for listeners that right. you're in 
China, yes. most of your, your products are even here, right? Yeah. You're made in China, but you're yep. still working with his agents. Maybe, maybe you can even explain why? Yeah. Um, so if we take it back a step, the, um, the way I'll select a service company, the best way for me is if someone whose opinion I respect recommends that service company. And if not, then I'll just do the research, whatever I can do on the, you know, on the various blogs or WeChat groups or whatever. And actually being at your conference was good because two of the companies I was considering working with, um, I didn't tell them I was going to consider working with uh -huh. them, but I got to spend time with them and, okay. and hear a bit of how they felt certain things were done and how they did things and it helped convince me and I'll be mentioning them okay. later. Exciting. But, so the first step of the sourcing company was actually one of my friends was using them. I see. So that's why I use them. Then um, recently now though, uh, I'm confident enough to do my own sourcing. So um, either trade fairs or Alibaba or things like that. So okay. I do that by myself. So that's one thing I do on my own. Um, Maybe I can talk about other things I do which are important. Sure. Some people sure. outsource that I don't outsource. Yeah, okay. I'd love to hear what you don't outsource or you yep. don't work with an agency on. Yep. So, um, customer service, basically replying to questions, um, maybe checking the reviews, writing comments on those. <clears throat> I know that's something you can very easily outsource, but um, I, I personally like having the interaction with the customers. Uh, getting a real hands-on feel of what people are saying, what they think about our products. I, I know you can get a VA to do that and download the reports, but I, I just personally really like doing that. And um, if I'm online, I'll always give that my top priority. Like if I see someone's written mm. a question or a comment, I'll just go straight into the, the you know, the email and so reply you, to them. So you use the app on your phone or are you using email? Um, I do use the app on my phone, but if I reply to them, I usually want to use my computer because often there are attachments or things that I need to send to them. Okay, nice. Yeah, so that's one thing, the, the customer service. One thing uh, which many people will find unusual is I do my own quality checks as well. I was going to bring that up when you said sourcing. I was going to yeah. separate QC and... Um, I don't know anyone actually that does their own quality checks, but... I'm trying to get the factories that I work with close to Shanghai mm -hmm. so I can go there within two hours and if there's a big shipment or we're doing a new product I will definitely be spending more time with them and I know some people are saying oh, you're wasting your time you could get you know any sort any quality company yeah. to do that but while I'm there I'm also building my relationship with the owner um, with the ladies who are doing the sales spot, even the factory staff, they, they recognize me now, they'll smile at me. Okay. And you never know when they're doing the, uh, putting something together, oh, this is for that guy that visits and he seems like a nice guy, you know. So I think it all adds up and it, and it helps. That's true. Yeah. Well, I could respond to that part. Sure. I mean, I think, I guess maybe it's my own personality, but I don't deal good with conflict. So I would just be concerned maybe that the quality might not be acceptable and if it's you as the buyer the direct buyer saying right. no because some people even say when you're negotiating on like alibaba to yep. say you're the say you're a staff right say and then you can use your boss yep. or the owner as the bad guy and you're the good guy yep but you are the end buyer you are the decision that, yeah. maker yep so i would almost imagine there must have been some cases where you had to make some hard De definitely Definitely, and I can give you an example of one. 
um, one of my products has many pieces has many pieces in them and it was getting up to 10 to 20 percent of the pieces were having problems and I, I was saying you got it you can't use those you got to take them out and I was saying oh you're costing us a lot of money other customers don't complain about this so I said who are your other customers show, show me your other customers tell me their brands and I went online with them and, and looked on Amazon and I said look at all these bad reviews they're getting um, they're getting lots of one-star reviews two-star reviews Look at mine. I'm still getting some, but not as many as those because yeah. of the care we're taking. Yeah. And it completely changed the way. Then they had no more complaints about that. And um, I think if you can try and present it in a way where it's, so better quality from them means less problems for me, less bad reviews, more sales for them. That it, once I got that across to them, okay. they they seem to be okay with it. So valid point, but I I think you can get around it. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and. Um, another thing that some people may not want to hear, but I feel all the time, is if you've got a QC guy going to the factory, he's going to be a Chinese guy. Yeah. He's going to be there all the time. He's going to feel closer to the factory than he does to you if you're on the other side of the world. It's true. And if there's a quality issue that costs the factory maybe $20,000 to fix, and they say, we'll give you $2,000, but just let this one go, <laughs> it's going to be pretty, like, maybe a lot of guys won't accept it, but some guys will and you know that's just something i feel a little bit uncomfortable with so that is true yeah or maybe it could be them together i know it's extra money but they could go with you i i i guess maybe for me i i still like to pay a qc even if yep. it's, even if i'm in china or i'm there because right. i guess i deal bad with comfort i'm not i'm i'm i think in pride can get to know me i i don't like to have those harder talks so right. i can have them be yeah. the bad guy and i'm like sure. the good guy and i'm yep. working with them yeah, in, in my career, I've, I've had a lot of situations where you have to deal with uncomfortable. I also dislike conflict a lot. I'll walk away from it if I can. But there's been many situations where I just couldn't walk away. So I, I can deal with it. So it's okay. But to be honest, I've had very few difficult situations. I think once you get them on board with your mentality, if, if they're the right partner, then it's, it's not so difficult. Just with a bit of discussion, you can resolve the issues. Okay. It's yeah. exciting. So... Quality so checks. something you don't outsource no, or don't work and, with and I don't plan to. One thing I do on my own now is PPC, and that was very difficult at first trying to understand it because it is a very it technical overwhelming. thing. Um, and I spent a lot of unnecessary money at the beginning, like a tuition fee. And I feel I'm pretty good at that now. But that said, um, I know the guys who run the agencies, they know way more than I do technically. So I'm actually discussing with some different people True, I to work with them. I... I could feel PPC is always changing, right? Yeah. So you'd have to really be focused on it yes. or have somebody, whether it's you as, you as an operator or somebody on your team that would yep. be always following the updates. Yes. And, and something I came to realize recently, it's not exactly a cost because if, well, it is a cost, but if you say you're paying someone $200 a month, they probably will end up saving you 500 a month or helping you gain more 500 a month through their optimization <clears throat> of the bids and things like that, right? Yep, yep. Thanks. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm very seriously now looking at um, outsourcing. Okay. <coughs> outsourcing the PPC. Are there other other ones you um, So one thing, I don't do any social media. I just mm. do everything 100% on Amazon. And um, one of my products is... Uh, a lot of people want to post about it 
so I'm wasting my opportunity by not having something something set up. So I'm looking now to start an Instagram account and maybe hire someone to, to run that for me. Okay. So that's something I'm considering. Yeah. I agree that that is also a lot of time and, and energy. Yeah. So um, so do you want to move on to the, yeah, so um, let's, let's, the service companies? Let's go through some of the services and the yep. companies you're using. So we've already said there's the uh, sourcing agent, so we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you're selling, the most important part of a listing is the images. I think yeah. a lot of people will agree with that. So um, We almost joke it's like the uh, Tinder for e-commerce. <laughs> you're just swiping through pictures right. on mobile. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's really important, you've got to do that. Um, so what I do is I have a photo taken of the product <clears throat> and then I send it to a service who uses um, Photoshopping and it, it looks so real that you can't tell, well at least I can't tell, I think most people can't tell that it's been Photoshopped. It looks like they're actually using the product and it's just absolutely unbelievable the results that we've been getting. And I've been using um, Amazing Freedom. Okay. I don't know if you know. Um, that's that's Lee Run and Handy, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely amazing results. I, I recently did uh, an update with them of a product, and my sales definitely went up like 20% or something because the okay. images were absolutely amazing, great. better than any of my competitors. That's really great. So even before when I first started, I just took a um, photo with my camera, which you're not supposed to do, but I, I was just starting out, so I was just trying Sure, it. sure. And I sent it to one of these services for doing images, and they did some photoshopping and things, and it was still pretty good. So definitely that, I can't do that myself. I can't do images to that level. So that's one. So, okay, so that's great. Yeah, of course, images are really important. So just so I understand, you're still taking the photo with this physical product and then sending it to them? That's right, but I'm not using my phone anymore. I'm using <laughs> a professional photographer for that. Okay, and then are they local? And they yeah, I found a guy, um, Victor. Shout out to Victor, he's in Shenzhen. Okay. Um, very reasonable prices and excellent quality, so. Great. Yeah, so that's been good. Okay, which is good. So you're in Shanghai, you can send it to Shenzhen, so it's mm -hmm. domestic shipping fast, like a couple days. Yeah, but even so, I um, recently I did a photo, he did a photo shoot for me, but I was I physically went there. Oh, nice. And so I, we could talk exactly, do you want this a bit more on this angle? And ah, such, such. Okay. So they came out perfectly. It was absolutely amazing. And then he'll just give you the raw images <coughs> in high, obviously high resolution, probably pretty big, and you send it over to Amazing Freedom. Exactly. And then they'll Photoshop, you know, touch-ups, yep. adding backgrounds, adding they, infographic. It's, it's really good. They give you options. They say, do you want infographics? Do you want it this style? Do you want more? serious more funny they give you all these options and the results are amazing they've they they've improved a lot this year they were really good last year but i don't know what they're doing different but they've yeah it's just amazing you can go and check out their website there's, okay it's sure really well, we'll put it in the show notes yep and so of course yeah so that's images yep. which is of course very important for uh either launching or improving your listing right i, I believe it's the most important. i think a lot of people do as well it's the yeah. most important part of a listing okay yep. Then probably next is the copywriting. Yeah. So I believe a lot of people don't read the copy, but <laughs> um, two important fa factors there. One <clears throat> is you've got to have the right keywords in there. So even if they're not reading, you still have the right content. And um, the people that do read it, they're probably the guys who are pretty close to buying. So it's really got to be good. And um, I've worked with a couple of companies before wasn't super impressed with their services but at your conference and at this conference um, Emma Marketing by Emma 
Yep. Um, I think she, she's got the right idea. I've seen some of the things that she's done, so I'll be using her for my next, um, awesome. my next listing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Emma is amazing. So it's happy to hear, hear yeah. that. Yep. And the next one I would say is um, that I used is a trademark company called um, I think Trademark Angel. I can't remember. So it's one of those things you can do by yourself. A lot of people try to do by yourself, but I think it's worth paying the extra money just to make sure it, it, it's done pr correctly and you don't lose the extra time. So that's another service that I've used. Okay. Then um, suspensions, um, you know, CJ, of yeah, course. Yeah, I know CJ. So <clears throat> uh, this is another thing I think you can possibly do by yourself, but if you're new to Amazon and you don't have experience, you, at least the first time you definitely should hire um, someone that knows what they're doing because if you don't do it right, you can get suspended and not have a chance to come back. So at least the first time, get some experience by hiring someone else to... Yeah, it those you. are scary, and obviously it's the fast. You don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to cause extra delays. Um, definitely is important. Right. Then, um, just at this conference, there's um, a gentleman called Brandon Dupsky, and he offers a service for returns, which yeah. is which is very interesting. I um, I send all my goods into Amazon, and I don't have a um, warehouse where I have my we, we, I don't know what you call them, unfulfilled items sent to. <clears throat> so he can take the items for you and resend them into Amazon or sell them on eBay. So whereas before I was getting zero for these items, now I can get something. So I'm probably going to use his That's service great. for that. Yeah, RM, I think it's called RMA, Return Merchandise right. Authorization is the industry keyword. Also, sometimes they say it's better to tell the customer to send it somewhere so that they actually have to take a little bit of a a step not just get the money back you know i know a lot of sellers just say oh we'll just give you a refund no problem don't yep. worry right. but you also want to make sure that you're um receiving it and checking it i mean yeah he talked in his presentation about the, there are a lot of fraud with buyers yes just send you that's terrible but yeah it happens you got to deal with it yeah so this this can also help you <laughs> save money prevent people from cheating you cheating you so yep. it's definitely important yep Next one is, um, this is a big one that I think you have to use someone's service. You can't do this on your own. So I've been selling in the US for two years and now I'm starting to go into Europe. And I'm joining this program called PanEU where you need to get the VAT of seven yeah. countries. There's absolutely no way I think anyone could do this on their own. You have to hire a company to do that. So um, there's, different, there's different companies that offer this type of service. And on all the WeChat groups and everything, whenever you have the question, it goes out every now and then, any, any suggestions for service companies that do VAT? And so many people have written the, their company that they use and they say, I hate this company. Yeah, nobody, Almost every single so company I've seen. So many don't like VAT process or the agencies. Exactly. And there's only one company that I've heard that I haven't had these hate comments come up on the feed and there was a Vask. So they're more expensive, but um, I've been using them, Chris Davies using them, Cameron, okay. our friend Cameron is also using them. Great. And, and they're pretty good. They're more expensive, but I think it's, it's worth the money. Okay. Yeah, so that's... It's true. It's another important one that could also cause big problems later. Exactly. Unexpected bills. Yes. And a lot of people do have problems with those, yeah. Seems like Europe is looking is looking more and more at these, and uh, there's been a lot of loss suspensions and other issues. Yes, from it. Definitely. Yeah. Then, um, still on the subject of Europe, <clears throat> so excuse me. Um, an important factor 
of going to a non-English speaking country is you've got to get the the listing set up correctly. Translations and uh, localization. Exactly. So um, Jana was at your your conference and she's been at this conference and she knows what she's doing. Like a lot of people who, especially I think people who only speak English, who only don't speak any other languages, don't appreciate the fact that you really need to change sometimes content to match your target market. Different countries have different um, ways of perceiving things and the decisions they make are based on, on different things. But the example I like to make is if you're <clears throat> in the States, you're looking at a listing, it's clearly written by some person who isn't native language, a native English speaker, it could have been a Chinese person, and it really puts you off. It's the same thing for if a German person is looking at a um, translation that's gone through Google Translate. It, it'll really, if they were considering buying, it could be, um, if they were on the fence, it could be the thing that pushes them to, to not buy. So even though all these services cost money, I believe it's worth investing in because you'll get it back in the yeah. sales that you, that you gain. So, so I strongly recommend um, Jana's company as well. I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be working with her. Great. Yeah. Exciting. So, so that was a great rundown, I think, of people understand different services, understand the thought process, the decisions. Um, yeah, how, how should people, if you, if you want to say how do people decide? Yeah, I mean, it seems they, like yep. from what I'm gathering, it seems like, of course, meeting them at these conferences, which is great, you get yeah. to listen to them, share their knowledge, you also it seems like also you're getting referrals of friends. Yes, for me that's the most important, but you can't always get that. Like a lot of people starting out don't know necessarily. So yeah, okay, those are different different rundowns, different eight, different services. So I guess on the more the decision-making, you know, of course, friend recommendations is the best. You know, of course, meeting them face-to-face -face events. The next is, is it, are you, would you think it doesn't matter if they're like a solo, solo freelancer? Maybe they're doing everything they're selling and they're also fulfilling or is it, these bigger agencies that have teams is, is there any thought process like you have the photographer I'm not sure if this person's a one-man show or if they're yeah. does that matter to you if or yeah for, for me what's behind the service isn't such a big factor for me it's the result true so if if my friends or the people I know have said he's given me really good photos he's done really great product listings for me I don't need to investigate you know how big is your team? I might ask out of curiosity, but it's not going to be a factor in my decision-making process. So yeah, agency or freelancer, as long as they, they're performing well and, and giving the results that we need, that's either way it's fine. But if you don't have any recommendations at all, probably a freelancer is not the best choice because if you, if you haven't, I think there's a higher risk that the, it's true. the result won't be yeah, as good. With, I was yeah. going to kind of say, if you don't know who you're working with and then if it's an individual, Obviously, that person could get sick. Yeah. I think a lot of times what happens with freelancers is called feast or famine. I don't know if you've heard that. It's, the point is they're selling and they're fulfilling. So okay. sometimes they get, they're, they're starving, like famine, and they're doing anything to get a client or a job or a project, but then they're so busy and sometimes they get overloaded and there's too many requests and they don't know how to scale or they don't know how to manage. Uh, and they try to do it all themselves and they burn out or, yeah. or they do lower their service quality. Right. I mean, I think that's the hard part about scaling services is, you know, a lot of these require humans to do, you know. I feel like a lot of things we just went through, 
require human human uh, skill and ability. So I think agencies might be better handle scalability and service quality, quality control before they deliver it to you yep. uh, as as the uh, as a client. Yeah, if, if someone yeah exactly if someone if someone's really planning to grow fast, you can't work with a freelancer then. Yeah, you definitely have to consider a, a decent sized company. I guess the other service I thought about, I don't know if they really do it, but I, obviously you're managing Seller Central, but some people. There are services that manage Seller Central. You mentioned PPC, sure. but you didn't yep. really manage. Is that I mean, there's listing optimization, which you kind of, but you're still obviously you're still the one in Seller Central updating the listing. Yes, yes. But they're you know, copywriters giving you the text. Yeah. The photographer and a photo design company is giving you the creative. Yeah. Do you do video? I have had done. I have done video actually a while ago. Uh, Michael Hartman who oh, was a speaker at your thing yeah, as well. Carver, yeah, he, um, I used his. He used to do video and photography, so I, I used his services as well. Okay. Before. So, what, why was why were you asking me if I do video? Uh, so that's I'm just kind of running down all the different parts that I could see in the process. Yeah, but that's the same for me as photography. It's it's in the same. Oh, boat. you're in the bucket. Like, so you bucket yeah. those together. So, so the, usually, so your photographer Shenzhen could also do video. Yeah, it's okay. usually that's the case. The, usually the they can do, do both. The video. Yeah. Okay, I'm just running down, and then like. You know, there's these, these. I think you're managing the account yourself, but there's yes. these kind of agencies that can also manage the account. I, well, you said you're replying to messages, but then there's also in PPC. I'm just trying yep. to break down a different types well, of services. I think most sellers who, who are doing a reasonable volume would have their VAs running Seller Central for whatever they need. True. So um, I don't launch products that frequently, so it's not a huge time factor for me when I get a new listing and I upload it. It's and just then, a few minutes actually. So. And uh, everybody knows Zach Franklin. He's been on the show a couple times yep. too. He, uh, Zach Franklin, whose shirt I'm wearing right yeah, now. Yeah, he's wearing a panda here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Peter's wearing a panda leap shirt right now. Maybe we'll put a quick photo of this setup on <laughs> okay. the show notes. but. Uh, you know, are you looking at your returns? Are you trying to get money back from Amazon? Are you running these reports? Sorry, that's the service I forgot to mention. Oh, um, okay. So the returns is a, is an important part of that. Um, for people who don't know, um, refunds maybe is, is the more than returns. Amazon makes mistakes yes. and you have to find them to get the refund yes. often. Sometimes they'll give you some refunds that they find, but apparently there's a lot of where they've lost your inventory or whatever, um, they need to pay you for that. And for some reason, it slips through the cracks. Exactly. So um, there's different types of services you have. And again, I'm using Lerun and Andy's service okay. for that. And uh, I've, I've, in um, the past 12 months, I got a few thousand dollars back. So, Great. and I'm only paying, I can't remember, maybe less than a hundred per month. So it was definitely there, worth it. That's yeah. definitely worth so it. So that's something you should for sure get um, outsourced. Okay. You, or you can have a VA do it, so it depends. It depends what you're going to have. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're getting towards the end. I know there's yep. a me. Oh, I think we had a pretty good uh, conversation, and we're going to get back to networking here at this yep. in Hong Kong. Well, maybe some of the lessons you've learned. Yeah, you didn't really talk about bad. I'm sure you've had the, your share of bad experiences. Yes. Well, funny you should mention that because when we finish recording, I'm going to record with Megla, and that's going to be lessons that I've learned and oh, things I wish I knew. Okay, maybe so we, that's another we can subject. listen to her. Yeah. yeah, we'll link it up on the notes. So a shout Meg out to Megla's, Megla's podcast. She's Megla's, just started recently. Yeah, yeah, she just started the Asia Seller Podcast. Yeah. I hope I got the name right. It's, uh, it's, yeah, she's really just getting started. I gave her some tips as well. Right. Um, Okay, we we can link to that show then. Yep. Um, maybe maybe just more about you and what your um, what people 
uh, what, what are you, you know, what are your goals with people listening? I, I really sure. appreciate it. Well, well, still on this subject, I think oh, sure. if, if people are thinking, um, how do I decide what I need to outsource or what, what services should I be buying? Um, I think maybe you take a bit of a step back and from your business and look into it and think, what am I really struggling to do? You know, what am I not doing well? That could be, or you can ask someone who has more experience to say, can you look at how I'm running my business? Um, how do you think I can do it better? Because sure. if, just the images as an example, if you're doing it yourself and you're not doing a good job, you're, you're probably hurting your sales, but I don't know what percent, but just things like that. Get someone to look at it or you think from a higher level and um, then you can make your decisions on, on what you need someone else to do for you. Okay, yeah. great. And uh, yeah, thanks, Peter. I really appreciate it. No it's, it's been great to share. Um, yeah. If, I, don't, um, I know you don't want to share probably your, your brand or your website. Is there yeah. ways, would you like to connect with people? Or, sure. Or? If, um, well, I live in Shanghai, so I'm always happy if anyone's in Shanghai, I'll meet up with them and take them out for lunch or dinner. Okay. The, probably the easiest way to contact me is via email. So sure. my email is peter, P-E-T-E-R, underscore Chang, C-H-I-A-N-G. Okay. One zero 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 one thousand at hotmail.com. So okay. it really rolls off the tongue, that email address. That's the that's easy <laughs> one. The underscore is the harder part, but yeah. yeah well, listeners can can reach out to you. I'm sure. sure you're definitely a great person to connect, oh, and thanks. you've been really sharing. And I'm I'm happy to have you on our our show. So I'll uh, let you get going to your next interview, and uh, we'll be at some more networking here in Hong Kong. And uh, that's it. Thanks for having me, Mike. Thanks, thanks for coming on, Peter. Cheers. Bye. Thank you, Alpha Rock Capital. They are ongoing partner of global from asia and supporting the show and if you enjoy what you listen to and you enjoy all these things they support the cross-border summit they support me and uh, global from asia and i am a equity partner there so i definitely recommend if you're interested in either selling your amazon business or investing in a acquisitions fund that will be acquiring and rolling up more and more of these amazon companies definitely check out alpharockcapital.com Slash connect will get you connected with the right people on the team. I really appreciate it, Peter. Thank you for coming on and sharing. I I enjoyed it, and I think uh, I think listeners will too. It's just more real talk. You know, we try to have some real real insights. So it's pretty amazing now. Can't you believe um, people like Peter can grow these seven figure businesses without staff or even contractors? So. The world is going kind of crazy, but he does like talking to the customers, likes learning from the customers. I think that probably is the most important thing for most businesses, especially in Amazon, listening to your feedback, listening to the questions that they have, look, looking at the market, understanding your, you know, the landscape, your competitors, how to make yourself better. You know, I, I of course, talk to so many people selling online and everybody focuses so much on like getting ranking, getting velocity but it's i think the really the, the key is a quality product you know i know that's boring and i know that might not be the favorite thing people like to to hear but wants to hear the hack and the strategy out of how to um you know get ahead but i think no matter how good you are on marketing i still remember jerry gan's interview where he says you know you're a product first or marketing first company uh, i think you got to decide about that but i think if you got a good product of course you, you got to market and you got to make a good listing. You know, Peter also shares about how he, you know, he spends time, he goes with the photographer, with the samples, you know, even flies to different parts 
seems like it goes down to Shenzhen for that, but it goes to different parts of China or wherever it needed to actually, you know, work really closely, making quality video, quality photos, uh, quality listings, you know, you got to make it look good. But of course, if the product itself is not going to work well when the customer receives it, it doesn't really matter how good you did getting that person to choose and buy your product, especially with, you know, obviously the algorithm of Amazon or any kind of platform, they want quality products at a decent price, maybe not the cheapest price, but a decent price to be at the top. So, you know, for me, I've, I'm a little bit, I'm not say opposite of Peter, but we have quite a few uh, people on the team here. You know, Alvin's editing this, this show. Um, we have, you know, Cheryl helping post it, LJ editing, you know, we get the transcriptions. We're actually looking at different transcription softwares right now. We try to get a full transcript of this show online and time of production, uh, publishing, you know, it is difficult. It is difficult. Honestly, I'm kind of envious of Peter working with, you know, purely service providers that, so that keeps the relationship easy. You know, you pay money for a service and the service is delivered. Whereas if you have employees or even um, contractors, you got to manage them. You got to keep them incentivized. Honestly, it's one of the trickiest things of dealing with humans is keeping them happy, keeping them clearly motivated and aligned with everybody's interests making sure that everybody's on the same page so i just do of course recommend if as much as you can keeping your uh, overhead as low as possible the other danger of having employees or contractors or team is you got to make sure you're you're always paying them even if maybe your business's sales are down or or businesses change you know, I think that's one thing I try to always keep the team together. I feel like that's the most important asset for a company is the team. Some might say customers. Of course, customers are important too. But if you don't have a good team to make sure that the service is delivered and the quality, you know, result is done, then you don't really have much. But if you can get away with like what Peter's doing and have purely service providers, that is the ultimate because um, then you just... If you don't have new products or don't have new work to do, you just don't pay for another service package or another uh, promotion or whatever. You know, you don't got to deal with the fixed costs or the ongoing costs or the maintenance costs of a team or a virtual team, um, contractors, etc. You know, like literally just before this posting, one of my team members wants some more work from me. You know, I of course a lot of pay an hourly, but even if there's no work, you don't want to just not give them work because then they might find something else to do and and forget about you you know so it is a tricky uh, balance of working with uh, employees or team members you know they they want to make money they want to earn income so you kind of got to always have some projects for them or or risk them maybe finding other things to do which honestly has been happening even with me recently um um like maybe give some examples in my own experience like we have Alan Carr on our team that does our infographics and uh, other graphics. And sometimes I don't really need a, need infographics to be made, but he's asking me for work. He doesn't, you know, he says there's not been a project lately, so I kind of almost have to make up work. Or I dig up I dig up some old posts that are ranking well in Google, and I'll say, hey, Alan, Alan Carr, okay, here you can work on this infographic. Literally, I just did that before recording the show. I gave him a project. I'll pay for that. Maybe I could have just said, oh, there's nothing right now, but then I'm afraid he might get busy elsewhere and, uh, and uh, you know, our relationship might fade. 
Another example is our uh, IT department. You know, sometimes we don't have, especially maintaining all these websites, you know, Global from Asia. It's hard to maintain a website. That's why Amazon is easier. You don't have to maintain websites, but especially WordPress, we gotten hacked a couple of times with the site. You're always updating plugins, but sometimes it's not needed. And then the, the web team might get uh, busy doing other client work or other things or look for other jobs. So literally I'm right now having some work done uh, by Jasper just to keep things, uh, keep things rolling uh, and keep him, uh, keep him satisfied with projects from us it's tricky i don't know maybe i'm too nice everyone says but i do feel by having team members you got to keep them busy and of course you don't want to just have them do work for no reason you want to do valuable work but if you don't have them doing anything either one you're paying for nothing or two um they're not going to get paid maybe you're not paying them if they're not working but then they might find other projects that do pay them so that's kind of one of the you know the issues of having a team. Uh, I think most people listening that have managed people would agree with me. Um, you know, of course, quote unquote, full time. You got to keep those people with tasks and uh, also not just keep them motivated with tasks, but keep them incentivized to optimize their work, optimize their hours, you know, make sure they're actually working the hours that they say they're working or the amount of hours, you know, it's, it's just tricky balance of, uh, dealing with human beings and that's why like google and facebook and those are so valuable because they're high income with low amount of people relative to the size of the company i think investors or business owners like to have companies that are highly automated to have uh, a less amount of human because business owners and investors know dealing with a lot of humans if that person quits or leaves or if sales goes down to can't afford this headcount, can't afford this salary, it's a risk. So it's, of course, more attractive to investors and business owners and entrepreneurs to have companies that don't need a lot of people um, because then they don't have to have so much risk of managing these people, of managing all these HR things, bonuses, you know, payroll. It's stuff I'm always stressed out with, you know, I mean. We have GoRemit.hk, one of our ongoing sponsors. So I, I use that to make payments in different countries. You don't have to have companies set up everywhere, like in the Philippines and in Vietnam and in Thailand. You can make payments there without having a bank account or a team there or a company there. But it's still, you know, it's still just more management, managing um, payroll, managing expectations, managing amount of hours, you know, projects. Are they delivering the amount that they're saying they're delivering? Are they happy? Are they going to stay? Are they going to find something else? This is just some of the stress I think most business owners or anybody managing people management would deal with. It's it's tricky. So again, back to Peter, you know, he's got a little bit of a, I'm a little bit envious because he can literally just choose services and then they're always happy because they want customers he's a customer relationship it's not like a manager or boss to an employee managed relationship it's a uh, cu customer he is a customer or a client of a service provider and that service provider has to always deliver quality or else he can just say hey i'm not happy with the quality of service no hard feelings but i'm going to go somewhere else and he just switches and he just pays somebody else you know probably doesn't have long-term contracts with the services he works with so they have to always keep up um the good delivery of services to his um his account or his business to keep everybody happy so that's i guess one of the advantages of doing that of course the other the biggest disadvantages you know you might 
they might be busy. They might have other clients. They might you might be hard to find a good service provider. But hopefully today's show helped you out in getting some new ones or getting some ideas. You don't, of course, there's no endorsements here. It's what he uses, and I didn't sneak sneak in any affiliate links. There were just links in the show notes. As always, we have them, and um, you know, listening to others, word of mouth. We had Sermondo in the past, Christina on the show. They have a platform for helping you find services and others. Of course, Global Maze has some reviews and other things. You know, Chris Davey has FBA4U.com, which has some different options for you. But just finding the right place for your um, business and the right size of the consulting company or the service provider you're working with, it's, uh, it is tricky. But once you find the right the right ones for you and they're happy and things are flowing business can grow so i wish you all the best and see you next week to get more info about running an international business please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com that's www.globalfromasia.com also be sure to subscribe to our itunes feed thanks for tuning in